0: One of the best things I ever did was like, wait for a guy like you, honestly.
1: A big part of relationships is being able to understand and manage conflicts.
0: It has been a roller coaster.
1: Hit a home run.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Hello? Hello. Hey. Hey, guys. It's your host, Desam And Julian. Here with our 19th episode of Before We Make It. Woo!
1: All right.
0: So guys, this is the long awaited episode with my boyfriend. <laughs> I'm nervous. I don't know what's going to be revealed today. I mean, everything. <laughs> so Julian, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Hey guys, I am Julian and I am Dasam's boyfriend. Could give you my entire resume, but I'll leave it at that.
0: Fun fact, this is the third episode that we've recorded together, so if y'all have any interest in Julian, learning more about him, et cetera, he also has a podcast, go to Radically Honest, and I have two other episodes there with him. But for today's episode, we're giving a relationship advice, and we're actually going to start off, Julian, with our Truly Obsessed segment, where we talk about everything we're into right now, so you could go ahead and tell us a couple of your favorites. Julian is a music fanatic, so I'm sure you'll have some wrecks there.
1: I think music is for sure one of my favorite obsessions because I work almost all the time, but I love working when I listen to music because it just makes it so much more euphoric and fun and engaging. So, euphoric, that's euphoric. like your word. It is.
0: Okay, what's your favorite song right now?
1: This is a tough one, but I'd probably pick an Above and Beyond song. They're a DJ group of three people. One of my favorite songs by them is called Love Is Not Enough. Oh,
0: that's cute. Very (laughs) fitting for this episode. And what's a gadget favorite you have? I know you got the new camera for your zoom calls. It's very high def guys.
1: There's so many because I'm in the tech universe. But I would say uh, I got the newest Kindle recently. And that has been a game changer because I can read whenever and it's super nice works really well. So I've been trying to read more. And when I now that I have the latest Kindle it just makes it so much easier.
0: I love it. The Kindle that you got me for Christmas was actually like the best gift ever. And I literally <laughs> love it so much, guys. And so for my favorites, I would have to say lately, music wise, I've been into old Ed Sheeran. I don't know why. But his albums, literally, I think I saw on Tumblr something people are like, eat ice cream and cry to Ed Sheeran. Like that is the thing to do. I've been really into the quarter zip. I don't know why, but it's really fashionable when it's like a pullover or even like a sweater dress or something. So the quarter zip, and it's been slightly cold in College Station for some reason. So that's been interesting. And as well as sushi is always a favorite, but I'm back home right now. and There's this really good place we're about to go to. So sushi and boba tea, literally the best combo. I know that's weird, we're going to talk about our relationship. It's been 10 long, insanely difficult months. I'm just kidding.
1: Damn. All right.
0: <laughs> it's interesting because for some people, 10 months may be nothing. But for me, you are my first boyfriend ever. This is my first relationship ever. Yes, I'm putting myself out there. I'm exposing everything, guys. It has been a roller coaster. So mm-hmm. what would you say about that?
1: Well, roller coaster, perhaps. I'd say it's... 10 months is like a weird point because it feels really long and really short at the same time. But uh, I think what's made it feel really long is just the emotional richness and euphoria. Uh, but it's also short because there's so much potential still to come and all the experiences we'll continue to share and have. So it's interesting in-between, but it's been lovely and wonderful.
0: <laughs> wow, very well said. So I will say all the walls have come down for me at this point. I don't know when. I just Googled this right before. I was like, how long does the honeymoon phase last? And people say it's like six months to two years. And I definitely think we're still in that. And especially for me as someone who hasn't like put myself out there in a romantic setting ever before you, I think it's just like such indicative of how like, compatible we are. And I'm just honestly one of the best things I ever did was like, wait for a guy like you, honestly.
1: Amazing, I love that. And on the honeymoon, like, I'm not sure, six months to two years, like, that sounds interesting, but if you keep doing what you did at the beginning, there will there will be no end. So I think initially there is an explosion of love that is uh, at times overwhelming, and that's <laughs> awesome. After that, you can sustain the level of love and not only sustain, but grow it. I mean, any successful relationship is one in which you're both growing personally and emotionally, as well as the relationship.
0: And I do think like having great role models, like for instance, like both of our parents are still happily married and have been together for decades. And I think it's such a beautiful thing to see and model, especially in your adult life. So yeah, quick segue, things we've appreciated slash have learned from each other in these past 10 months. There's so much I could say, but I do think some of y'all may relate to when you like find your person, there are specific checkpoints that you have to like check off and be like, okay, this is someone I could actually see myself with for a longer period of time. So what were those things for you?
1: For me, I mean, there's a lot, but I'll mention a few. The first I'll mention is just uh, a desire for growth and wanting to be more and like the inherent ambition that comes from that. That's a super important characteristic to me.
0: I'm sorry guys, this is getting so nerdy. I'm kind of embarrassed, (laughs) (laughs) but like this is who we are, so.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. I would say that someone that's growth oriented is something super important for me, because the last thing you want is to grow and continue to grow. And the other person just keeps getting farther and you become more far removed from each other as time goes on. I think what makes a relationship beautiful is that you continue to grow together and learn from each other. Uh, That's something that you hold inherently true to you, especially because you're ambitious in your nature and you have high aspirations that you not only dream about, but you actually work to fulfill them. (laughs) So, yeah, that's one. The other I would say is um, the level of deep empathy and communication ability to communicate is just essential. Because I'd say like, this is my my third relationship now, but a big part of relationships is being able to understand and manage conflicts and just be able to understand each other. And one, empathy is key just to listening rather than, you know, being uh, argumentative. And two, in order to resolve those things, not only is it important to be empathetic, but to be able to be vulnerable and communicate very deeply and honestly with each other, and in a calm and collective manner, so that whatever conflicts come, they're discussed and they are resolved as they come. So you have both of those things and many other (laughs) incredibly valuable things. Uh, and that's, those are two very important things that I look for.
0: Thanks (laughs) guys. I'm blushing and I'm kind of embarrassed that this is going on air, but I will say we were talking the other day about just not having a temper in the sense that you're short fuse, because that is so important, especially in a long-term relationship And for me, a couple of things that I was looking for and that I noticed in Julian, but when we first started talking was like one, just absolute respect and recognition of the other person's intelligence and autonomy. I think that's so, so important because at the end of the day, we are individuals. And the fact that he, you, (laughs) recognized that and gave me like the space to express myself freely and be validated in that expression was so beautiful to me because I love talking. I mean, we both have podcasts And we both have very sometimes deep introspective thoughts and someone that could reciprocate that communication, but also hear me out and make me feel understood. Like that was something so, so important to me. Like you're an incredible listener. And the other thing was just a desire for like my best interest, like having that in heart and in mind was so cool to me. (laughs) Like even from the beginning, like he would always like do little things out of The desire to be helpful or useful, like when I was creating my website for my first podcast, Radically Honest, shameless plug. He was like helping me with some coding errors that I had because, as a software engineer, like he has skills that I don't, and or like sending me videos that he think I'd like, or you know, at some point we're getting cheesy and sending each other songs and just doing little things to make each other appreciated, but also being willing to be like, hey, like if you need help with something, I'm here. If you need a listening ear, I'm here. And the first few months i would say like we would just constantly send each other voice memos into these really deep conversations and it was like feeding off of each other's energy which i really liked so yeah i agree okay so we're gonna get into questions guys we have quite a few the first obvious one that a lot of people ask was, how do we meet and mm-hmm. that was the first question i was going to answer anyway like let's describe the love story mm-hmm. <laughs> even though it was very unconventional in my opinion so go for it
1: Oh, okay, from my perspective, interesting. I think you'll get different stories, but um, <laughs> we we met through the incredible social network called Instagram. <laughs> so, it turns Gotta out love Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, and and now I'm going to go work for Facebook, so, you know, it's full circle. It's full circle. Thank you thank you Facebook. That's my way of paying gratitude. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Uh, yeah, the realist, the realist. So, yeah, what happened is we went to the same high school, but the Samus is 2 years younger and we never really talked with each other in high school Uh, but one day a random person followed me on Instagram and I was like what who is this okay
0: let me backtrack so the reason why I followed him on Instagram which actually makes it seem like I made the first move (laughs) is because I was working for like my business schools like social media marketing uh, department and I basically came across like his startup because we wrote an article about her or something. And it was so interesting, because I mean, we went, we go to the same university, I'm about to graduate he already graduated. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this guy, like I connected with him on LinkedIn. And I was like, wait, I think we went to the same high school. So then I followed my Instagram because we had mutuals. And yeah,
1: yeah. And so from there, I just so happened to be right next to uh, a friend that went to the same high school when you followed me. And I was like, Yo, who is this? <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I think she went to our same high school. And I was like, Ooh, okay, cool. And yeah, and then I uh, slid into the DMs. And as they say, the, the rest is history.
0: What a wingman. If you're listening, you're great. But anyway, after that, we started talking. It was great. And then you visited me in Houston, where I was interning at the time. We went on our first date. And miraculously, a year went by and we didn't talk because I studied abroad. You were doing your own thing. And then how do we reconnect?
1: So we reconnected because you read this book called Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. And Never Eat Alone is basically... Shout
0: out, amazing book.
1: Yep, really good book. I read it recently and it lived up to the hype that the Psalm gave it. So it's a book like on connections and relationships and your network and the importance of it and how to do it. And so the Psalm randomly reaches out to me one day and she's like, hey um i got a new number i don't know i think that was real but it also seemed like a play
0: no it was actually such a real like thing guys like i messaged everyone in my contacts but he thought he was special
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so she messaged me and she's like hey what's up just trying to get in touch with people again got a new number what's going on and i was like oh okay here comes another pitch and this time i'm gonna hit a home run. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: And so so yeah, from there, we sparked the conversation. I was currently doing uh, an internship at LinkedIn. But because the COVID pandemic had started, I had to move from uh, San Francisco back to our hometown in McAllen, Texas.
0: Surprise, we live five minutes from each other. Like little did we know. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so the SOM was doing study abroad in Barcelona. And so she also had to come back. Uh, So the interesting part of this story is that COVID, in a strange way, brought us closer together, because if not, we would have been in different places. And, you know, we probably wouldn't have met up or even had a a base a foundation to continue to build our relationship on top of
0: that's cute um yeah so we started going out and then he asked me out and it was actually funny like he literally printed these symbols of different things on paper and then he made me like put together a puzzle and it was like would you be my girlfriend or something like that is how nerdy that was no
1: wait let me explain the whole thing i wanted to get creative in how i asked her out and i was like hmm how could i like make this different and memorable right and by the way it's a good lesson and just ask yourself a question like that that that's a question allows your mind to come up with creative ideas. So what did my brain come up with? Okay, would you like to be my girlfriend? How could I make that creative? So I thought would? Okay, well, I can think of a piece of wood. Okay. Would you? Okay, I could use the letter <laughs> U. Would you be be so I could use like an actual bee a honeybee? Uh, would you like to be my I think it was just like a finger pointing at you? Oh, and then the word like, would you like, and I use the Facebook thumbs up very on brand. (laughs) And then would you like to be my girlfriend? And then uh, so I gave her the puzzle with all of those pictures, and I kept the my girlfriend part. And then she, I was like, "Here, try to figure out the puzzle." And as soon as she was like finally piecing it together, I pulled out like, "Oh, here's a puzzle piece you forgot," which said "my girlfriend," and I added it to the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was crazy, guys. I don't even think you understood how big of a deal that was for me because I was like holy crap no one has ever asked me to be their girlfriend like this is kind of world shifting right now <laughs> so it was interesting but there's that question long-winded answer but let's move on someone asked this is a really serious question like really deep right off the bat someone asked on a scale of 10 to 10 how cute is Julie <laughs> 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 that was obviously from one of his friends so I'm gonna say 20
1: oh wow you broke the scale <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, sorry to be cheesy there. But how do you handle conflict slash disagreements?
1: Oh, yeah, this is a great question for whoever asked it. The key here, again, is communication. Firstly, like if there's a conflict, you need to have the space and vulnerability to express it. If the conflict or problem doesn't come up, it's likely going to get worse. So many people, unfortunately, are not confrontational. Uh, because they don't want to deal with problems or don't want to have difficult conversations, as we all probably know, that only serves to make the problem much, much worse. So the first thing in conflict resolution is to bring up the problem.
0: Yeah, honesty is key. I mean, it's a difficult thing. If you feel like you're overthinking or it's like nothing, but you're making a big deal out of it, it's hard. But if you have an empathetic partner, it's better to be tackling the problem together early on rather than alone. Like I see a lot of people just tackling it with their in their head or with their friends. And it's like, no, just go straight to the person you love and put it out on the table and they'll understand.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'd say that something really important to keep in mind is that how you start off the relationship really creates a pattern for what happens, you know, throughout it. So for example, if you start off the relationship by being vulnerable, by bringing up conflicts when they occur, uh, and by expressing how you really feel, then that makes it more permissible it creates a space where that becomes something normal where you do consistently so it's important to think about like how can we establish a foundation a strong foundation to support this relationship from the very beginning you can do it at a later stage too but you're just going to have to establish new patterns and new habits uh, around the relationship uh, which is a little more difficult but it's of course possible
0: yeah great answer So next question, guys, how do you deal with long distance? This is an obvious question. We were half in person, half long distance. And it was great because like his last semester of college, I was also in college at the same university. And then obviously you moved away. So, okay, let's be real. It wasn't easy at first. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I missed you a lot, um, unfortunately, because I (laughs) I like to think of myself as an independent woman, obviously. And when you miss someone, like it kind of sucks, but... We were good at one communicating like what we wanted from each other, like early on before like the lack of being fulfilled really got to us individually. And then, you know, FaceTime each other, calling each other whenever we wanted. If we weren't contacting each other as frequently, bringing that up to awareness. And then also like looking forward to the next time we we're going to see each other, planning, getting excited. I think those really helped a lot.
1: Definitely. No, those are great points. And I'd say the most important thing here is to be very clear about what you each want and how you feel, right? Because one person may want to have like constant daily communication throughout the day or to call each other every day. And the other person may may be fine with only calling or reaching out, you know, every once in a while. So it's very important to from the beginning, establish like, what you want and how you feel. And then throughout it, if things aren't going well, or something feels off, or you would like more or less interaction, feel free to communicate that and bring that up. So I'd say that's the first thing first and most important is just communicate what you want. And make sure you're communicating how you feel throughout the the long distance so that you can better manage it.
0: Amazing. Okay, guys, someone asked, advice for differences in opinion for your future example moving in and maybe not agreeing when I think this is so so interesting especially nowadays in our modern day society like as far as difference in opinions for our future I mean we are going to be living in two very different cities like he's going to be in San Francisco I'm going to be in New York um, at the headquarters for our different companies like something that we can't really compromise so how do you say we dealt with that
1: I think when you have like different paths that you're taking, or you have a difference of opinion, the key skill here is compromise. So how do you find a way to bridge the gap? So for example, we're going to live in different cities, New York and San Francisco. So eventually, we need to find a way to converge into a specific city. So I think it's just like being very clear about what each other's goals are about what you each want and why. And seeing how you can best come together, given the situation. I think you you shouldn't sacrifice your career or certain things for a relationship. But at the same time, relationships do require certain sacrifices. And if you want things to endure, you do have to come together. And that's the compromise that you have to make in order to support the relationship.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there's unspeakable value in having your partner's full support in your career. So I think we one, offer that full support each other and to make sure that we're going to make plans to see each other and that we're going to be in constant communication like this is something we're willing to do even before it has started mentally preparing beforehand and also just making plans to make it not even bearable but almost enjoyable because long distance can be really enjoyable if you treasure the time you have each other even more when you are in each other's presence and you give each other the space to like work passionately toward your goals But also have the support and like the arm to lean on and like the shoulder to cry on like those kind of things. So super important. So next question, as the girl in the relationship, I kind of feel always needy. How do I communicate this to my boyfriend without making it seem or without overwhelming him basically? Girl, don't worry. I think we've all been there at some point. I don't think it's ever a bad thing. We've said this before to express the love that you have for someone and want to show that more dynamically, more frequently, et cetera. It's not overwhelming as long as y'all are on the same page, because if someone loves you, then they're also going to want to be loved by you. Like, that's just how it goes. It's mutual edification. So, Don't ever feel like you're being needy. Just do what you want to do. Like reach out when you want to reach out, like follow your gut, follow your heart and express the emotions. And hopefully he'll reciprocate because of how appreciated he feels.
1: Yeah, I think in a relationship, one of the most important things is to express what you want and how you feel. I think it becomes problematic if you hold yourself back from expressing how you want, how you feel or what you want, uh, because the other person like may think it's too much or too needy or whatnot. Uh, Because if not, you're restraining yourself from communicating what you actually want. And that's going to bother you a ton. And so, you know, maybe the other person might be bothered if you're like too needy or whatever, but I think that's just like a red flag in the first place, because there has to be an understanding of what each person wants and a constant desire to fulfill the needs of the other in order to support the relationship and the other person.
0: Great. Someone else asked, how do you deal with paying for things in a relationship? Because personally, I think it should be more 50 50 and I feel bad whenever the guy's paying for me.
1: Maybe in the beginning, like in first few dates, you can um, treat
0: your girl. Treat
1: your girl. Uh, I think that's good. But after that, like after you're actually in the relationship, I do think what do you call it? Equity or equality in in how you pay for it is good. And usually, what we do in our relationship is like I'll invite her to one meal, and then she'll invite me to the next. Uh, And sometimes we'll just split it, or sometimes I just feel. Uh, really nice and rich (laughs) and I buy her (laughs) (laughs) what she wants
0: oh okay that's funny yeah I do think 50 50 is good always offer to pay even if you are on a first date Um, I think that's just polite and courtesy and also on that topic someone asked where are our favorite go-to food places this is interesting because Julian doesn't really eat meat and so I would say in college station blaze pizza like you you <laughs> love blaze pizza yeah. P- um piada right
1: that is great
0: uh, piata. um what else oh salada we're big salata fans i mean you encourage me to be healthier. <laughs> that's my goal what else
1: for you and for everyone um <laughs> what else i also really like uh sushi so naked fish i mean there's a million sushi places and what else i love pokey as well
0: so good so good How do you deal with not moving too fast, but also not moving too slow?
1: Everything comes down to communication, so it just depends on the. And everyone's different. Yeah, so if you feel that it's moving too fast or too slow, communicate it. The other person may be fine, and they may also feel like it's going too fast because you brought it up. They feel comfortable also expressing the same.
0: I also think people's true colors are revealed when their patience is tested, because especially for me, like I needed you to be like patient, you know, like I wanted to take things slower. And I mean, I don't know what slow even is. It all is defined individually by the person and the other person as well, especially dynamics are different. Chemistry is different. But personally, I think when someone respects your wishes, that shows that they are truly in it for you and nothing else. And I also think that you should communicate like what you define as fast and what you define as slow, because you might be throwing these terms around without not even being on the same page about what they mean. And that could lead to a misunderstanding, confusion, hurt. And that's really where all the conflict stems from.
1: Yeah. I mean, just question the, the emotion and the sentiment. Like, why does it feel faster? Why does it feel slow? And that'll help you gain a better emotional understanding of yourself, which can help you have a more informed conversation with your partner
0: yes how do you integrate your significant other into your friend group i think this is such a good question because obviously like your friends mean so much to you guy or girl alike and you want them to like your significant other but also not feel threatened by them you know like you're not taking away time from them necessarily
1: yeah i mean you know just invite them to hang out with your friends You can give them like information about who they are and what they do prior so that you can have touch points to better relate and converse with them. And yeah, other than that, I mean, don't try to be someone different. Just be yourself, but open up the space and opportunities for them to meet each other and let the magic happen.
0: I love it. How do you keep it fun and interesting and not get too comfortable?
1: Mm, Great question. What's important here is to find the variety in the relationship, find ways to be uncomfortable spontaneous spontaneous so for example if you have experiences new experiences together whether that be traveling to a new place
0: learning how to snowboard
1: learning how to snowboard (laughs) i was terrified uh it could also be like learning something together
0: we went to a tony robbins seminar if y'all know who he is hats off to you.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yeah, it's not just about adventure and fun, but it's also growing and learning together. Because growing and learning is hard and difficult. And you know, it's always something new. So if you can do that together, that always makes it fun and interesting. And again, you grow together. And as you grow together, the relationship also grows.
0: Yeah. And also you could appreciate your significant other in so many different forms. Like we've done written love letters, we've done like digital love letters, you know, like videos, you know, like sometimes we'll just randomly tell each other things that we appreciate and love each about each other, like through a voice memo or something. I think it's so important to make the other person feel really seen. It's like, wow, this person is paying attention to me, like they noticed this, they noticed that and not only that but whenever you're facetiming like maybe like have different questions that you ask each other challenge each other like do little experiments with each other whether it's like okay i'm gonna try to wake up early tomorrow and you're like okay i'm gonna hold you accountable to that Mm -hmm. even though for me it's like really difficult so things like that make it fun You you could send like memes or instagram like quotes tiktoks to each other and just keep it interesting you know
1: very yeah and don't snooze like the psalm, because if you snooze, you lose, but she hasn't learned that yet.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what about the idea of trust? How do you establish trust in a relationship, especially when you're long distance?
1: I think trust is something you establish from the beginning, right? It's what sets the foundation of the relationship. Trust has to be earned, but you also have to give it almost almost willingly in the beginning, because I think the problem is that if you don't trust each other, you're just going to be skeptical. I think this is a dangerous Uh, route because it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy right if you don't trust your partner like are they being loyal or whatever well your lack of trust can make them feel like distrustful of you for not trusting them and then they can feel angry or mad and actually like you know not be loyal in the end so
0: wow it's a vicious cycle
1: it can be yeah how do you build trust well again How do you build trust in any relationship? It's by being vulnerable. It's by being raw. It's by uh, communicating what you actually feel and think. It's not holding things back because you want to preserve some facade. If you realize that your partner is holding a facade and they're trying to be someone they're not to make a good impression of themselves. That erodes trust, right? Because when you're not being yourself, you're not being authentic and authentic people cannot be trusted.
0: Yeah. Again, putting it all out on the table and just expressing, hey, these are my past experiences. This is how I feel about trust. This is why maybe trust is a difficult thing to give or to exchange or to even maintain Like It's something that needs to be communicated from the beginning. So there's some sort of, okay, I I put myself in her shoes, I put myself in his shoes, and now I can accommodate that accordingly because obviously boundaries are important. You need to understand the other person and make them not feel uncomfortable in situations. And I also think with trust having good friends around you that will keep you accountable is so important as well. And just making sure at the end of the day that you don't put yourself in compromising situations and that you also make sure that the other person is like informed and knows like that you are trustworthy as
1: well. Completely agree. Yeah, that's a good way to summarize it.
0: Last question, how do you not compare yourself to other relationships? This can be extremely difficult if you have a lot of friends who are in a lot of relationships and you definitely feel this sense of, oh, like, I want to be doing this. I want to be celebrating this anniversary and that and like getting these gifts, whatever. What do you think?
1: I think the only person you should compare yourself to is yourself right and the person you were yesterday and I think the same is true in a relationship that you should only compare yourself to what the relationship was before and what the potential of the relationship is in the future now that's very psychological and and whatnot but I think it's just a matter it's easy to fall into the trap of like oh they have a better relationship or oh they don't have a good relationship and we're better But when you fall into the comparison trap, you're not really looking at what you can do to better serve your relationship yourself. So what I would do is look at your own relationship, see how it's going and compare it to how it is before and to the potential of what it could become. And that's where the greatest lessons exist. And you can look to other relationships, mostly, I'd say, for inspiration, right? For, like, ideas of what you can do better. Love that. Or you could look to relationships that aren't good to make sure you abo- avoid the pitfalls of what not to do. But I wouldn't compare it to say that, like, oh, we're better or, oh, like, ours sucks because there is better. That's not good.
0: I love that. Y'all could definitely tell like where the stable logical thinking comes from. So I would agree with that. I think it's difficult to compare things that are so individual. For instance, like things that rely on personal chemistry, things that rely on like, are you like a very like touchy-feely person? Are you someone who more communicates their feelings rather than expresses them through actions? So never think, oh, just because you know my friend's boyfriend does this, like he has to do this. Oh, just because my friend does this to his her boyfriend, like I need to do this to be a good girlfriend. Like, put that definition of good girlfriend, good boyfriend out of your head and simply be the best girlfriend or boyfriend you could be for that specific individual. And I think that is where all the growth stems from. And that's also how you channel like the best version of your relationship, because once again, it is your relationship. It is highly personalized and individual. And if you love someone without bounds, then naturally there will not be any need to compare. And then you can also ask yourself, who am I really trying to impress here? Like am I doing this out of the goodness of my heart and the desire that I have to like please this person? Or am I doing it because like I want other people on social media or friends or etc, even parents to think that I have like the best optimal relationship, you know?
1: Yeah. And just to add on to that, it's important to realize that what works in other relationships or what doesn't work in other relationships may not necessarily apply to your relationship. I think every relationship is very unique, because we're all unique as individuals. And especially uh, very unique when we combine two people together in a relationship. You can look to others for ideas and inspiration. But as the psalm said, don't be like, Oh, they do this. So we should do it too. Like, no, you can take that idea and experiment and see if it works or if you like it and apply it and try it out. But there is no science to this. It's mostly an art and figuring out what works and what doesn't uniquely for yourself.
0: Exactly. Good one. And also if you're the type of person that wants a romantic, you know, all out kind of things and the cutesy details and all of that, like express that need because it is something that won't be fulfilled. Like you can't just expect the other person to buy you a dozen roses, you know, every other week or something, if that's something you really want, because they will literally not know that is your heart's desire. And the last thing I want to mention is there's only two people in this relationship, you and that other person. So it's great to get outside opinions, but don't necessarily rely on them as Bible, as truth, because then you start to get confused about how you feel about a situation because you're simply adopting other people's feelings. And obviously friends have your best interests at heart, but sometimes they're not the most informed and aware because they're not experienced in your relationship. And that's not their fault necessarily.
1: Completely agree.
0: Okay, guys. Thank you, Julian, for being here
1: yeah uh, thanks for having me I hope I could speak some wisdom and truth and light and love into the universe
0: um yeah guys this is the vibe of his other podcast if you're interested but before we get into that let's end off with our favorite segment endearing awkwardness we're each gonna tell some stripped down raw embarrassing stories so that y'all could find us (laughs) relatable to your own life's tragedies because we all go through them so Julian would you like to start
1: I would not but I'll go ahead and do it anyway (laughs) so There was one time when I visited Austin and I was walking around the streets. I'm typically a very shy person, or at least I used to be.
0: You're not anymore.
1: I'm not, but I kind of used to be very shy. And so
0: nothing wrong with that. it
1: happened that when I was walking with my group of friends through the streets, we came across one of our mutual friends, a girl, one of my friends stopped to say hi, and I kind of knew her, but like not super well, but she was still a friend and she was really nice and cool. But my shyness, my inner shy self decided to just walk right past her. Oh, and no. as I was walking past her, my friend was like, oh, yeah, Julian's visiting. And I and I literally, as he said that I was walking past her, in my head, there's like this internal warfare <laughs> <laughs> of like, oh, my God, dude just like should i go back should i say hi should i not it's like i didn't know what to do so i just kept going walking forward and i don't think i ended up saying hi to this day that shyness still haunts me
0: Oh no, I am so sorry for that girl. She probably thought you completely blew her off and like did not even care about it at all. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever apologize to her or talk to her about that situation?
1: No, but it was a good lesson in that uh, I should not be so afraid to do something so simple and so empathetic and compassionate <laughs> as saying, hello, <laughs> it's interesting how the simplest things can be the toughest things for people that are just like not in the comfort zone of simple things like that but fortunately i've been very consciously aware of that shyness and slowly over time been breaking out of that shell
0: i'm proud of you Thanks. (laughs) okay guys so for my endearing awkward story this is going to take us back to elementary school to some it's absolutely embarrassing that i still remember this but that's how much it scarred me so i basically was in the elementary playground in like first or second grade and everyone was around me at this point. And I was basically like watching these girls jump from this step onto this bar. It wasn't even a far jump and just grab onto it, hold onto it for a bit and just like dangle, right? It was like monkey bars. And I was like, okay, I could totally, totally do this. And so I'm watching these girls for a couple of days. I was shy at the time. had just moved from Korea, actually, to the U.S. And I was in Washington. It was cold outside, very, very chilly weather. And then basically, I one day decide I'm going to be brave enough. And then everyone is cheering me on. All the little kids are like, yeah, do some. Yeah, do some. And then I jump from the step to hold on to the bar. I completely miss, guys. Like, i Face plant onto onto the ground. I literally feel like I have multiple teeth that have like fallen out or something. Like I'm in so much pain, and I just start bawling. I'm bawling my eyes out. Everyone's like so excited. These little like six, seven years old, being like, "Oh my god, is she okay?" But they don't know if they should laugh or check on me. Like they don't know what to do, so they just scurry away as like young kids do. And then the teacher has to come and like pick me up and like carry me in like this little baby like stretcher. Yeah. I was carried out in a stretcher and it was so tragic. And honestly, I was absolutely mortified and I never, ever attempted monkey bars again. Still can't do a handstand or a cartwheel. So that explains that.
1: Wow, did um did you become like a loser after that or what happened?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I was not a loser thankfully, but I definitely was terrified of any sort of acrobatic sports. Not that that was strenuous at all, but yeah, guys, not your flexible type even though I did attempt yoga for a summer.
1: Yeah, and then you recently conquered the mountains by learning snowboarding. So, we've come full circle <laughs> since then.
0: I had a great coach, so thank you for that. But anyways, this is a great episode, guys. I hope y'all learned something again. Request to be on our Facebook group and I'll let Julian plug his socials.
1: I'm the host of an entrepreneurship podcast named Inventing the Future, where we talk about uh, exponential technologies like AI, virtual reality, augmented reality, and massive problems around the world and the entrepreneurs that are working to solve them. And so you can go to inventingthefuture.ai to learn more. You can follow me on Instagram at julian.alvarez42, or uh, just go to my personal website, julianalvarez.me to learn more about me, my current startup, my podcast, and soon I will be a software engineer at facebook so a lot of fun stuff to boop boop.
0: very proud of you and inventing the future instagram account is at inventing.the.future that's at inventing.the.future we'll have everything obviously linked below but thank you so much julian for being here listen to before you make it every thursday everywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us on instagram at before you make it Any last words?
1: Yeah, no. Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, relationships magnify the human experience. So go out and relate and connect with uh, beautiful souls.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm laughing, (laughs) but I appreciate you and I appreciate this episode. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.